Hello? Hello? Operator, can you please get me the celibate vegan voices, otherwise known as the CVV code, promptly? What? You can't hear me? I'm sorry, I have a mask on. There's something going around the world called the coronavirus. Operator? Hello. My name is Monique Lukens, co-host of the Selva Vegan Voices, along with my co-host hostess, Chastity White Rose. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm actually um, self-quarantining myself in here. Um, thank goodness I am not ill, but um, but I'm not going out like uh, like I. I do a lot because obviously we know what's happening. But um, I, I, there's really no reason for me to be wearing this mask, is there, Chastity White Rose? No, not really. <laughs> not where I am. So, but let me show you how you're supposed to take it off. First of all, they say that these kinds of masks don't work because the vir virus can get right through it. Um, that's why I'm smart enough to have two of them on. So, as you could see... I have one right on the other. And you're not supposed to take off the mask like this. You're supposed to do it from the inside, I think. Is that what I was reading? Oh, gosh. I don't want to tell people wrong information. Well, basically, you don't want to get the mask dirty where then you can infect yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to, like, touch it here because then you can touch your face and that wouldn't be good. That's why they said to do that. So I didn't even touch it. I just touched the uh, uh, elastic bands. And um, I am having a fit one mailed to me soon. Cost me $20 antiviral. So anyway, that's what our topic is going to be on tonight. The coronavirus. And more than likely, how it happened from animals. The abuse of animals. Not just animals having frolicking outside where they should be with their families you know i'm not talking about farms i mean out there okay because most animals don't have diseases until something makes them have disease which is usually contact with man <laughs> or something that man made so i mean i'm not saying that some of them don't have things but um but a lot of the times it's because we exist humans uh but before we get into the coronavirus and how animals probably started it um i know chastity white rose is a little bit i can see that he's a little bit peeved because we were supposed to start this show a couple hours ago but i saw on facebook ugh, who keeps banning me every time i put up a 5g free or vegan article it's like uh you can't post any more groups for a week or we have to check that you are really you this keeps happening so i'm just really just disturbed but um i did see a wonderful video about rachel Ziegler, and uh, she recently was at a Bernie Sanders uh, rally in, um, in Nevada, or was it a debate? I don't remember if it was a rally or a debate, but it made international news. Um, she and a few others 
from Direct Action Everywhere went on stage and most of them um, were shirt free uh, to represent how the cows are shirt free and how they are abused, how they are milked. And they put uh, pink liquid on them. I think it was made out of cornstarch and other liquid water, maybe. Um, and uh, she got arrested and now is facing um, a sex offender charge for doing this activism. And I'm just, I'm really upset because I, for, for over two decades now, I've been seeing females should be able to, to go around if they want shirt free because these are not sex glands um, and they are not feeding babies if you um, are celibate. <laughs> um, as long as they're not, if you're not lactating and there's no sort of, you know, fluids coming out, it's really unfair. I'm, they're sexualized. And I'm not saying that you can't have your, your chest look good or whatnot, but that's not what they're there for. And if you go out, it's, if it's hot or whatnot, or in this case, activism, you should not be charged with indecent exposure when men can do the same thing. You know, Chastity White Rose and I have discussed this. Nakedness has nothing to do with sex. Sex is the act of, you know, joining genitals. But babies were born um, naked. And, you know, if you're not doing sexual acts with your body, with nakedness, then how dare somebody try to state that you are, that you are, that you're distracting them, objectifying yourself. Um, you know what you're doing. You know what your intention is. You know, if there's a man outside that, you know, takes his thing out and starts rubbing, yeah, that's indecent exposure. That's something sexual. Mm -hmm. But if you go outside, you know, free, freeze the wind, that's not, you know, and especially if you're trying to do activism, which Bernie Sanders is all about. And by the way, um, I know he just had a, a debate with Joe Biden. How did that go? We're, we're um, taping this, by the way. What is today? March the fifteenth, twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. When I when I tried to look uh, Google it with my phone, Biden was ahead. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just I'm a little bit disturbed with both of them. Um, you know, unfortunately, they're both older men, and uh, they still they still don't get it. They don't get exactly what females have gone through um but that's i i don't want to get more into it than that but sanders you know he has uh he has funded dairy because he comes from vermont and um you know i i like him but uh it's it's a shame tulsi gabbard she's a vegan and a female so i'm behind her but she she couldn't even get the stage today well Let's talk about this coronavirus. So you brought up a point before, and I've been thinking the same thing, that seems like all of these viruses that um, we are alarmed about had some sort of origin with, um, with an animal, um, be it feces or, I guess, the animal itself. Um, a lot of them have come out of China. And let's face it, uh, there are some countries in Asia that are so abysmal to the animals, um, even more so than the United States. You know, they rip the, the skin right off of them. 
Um, even like in India, which is part of Asia, you know, there's a portion of people that really respect animals. A lot of that is because of karma and they think, oh, well, maybe it's a relative that's walking down the street, the cow. And um, I guess something maybe maybe with the milk. I'm not I'm not so sure. I don't want to say anything specific, but um, a lot of them, you know, they they think that the cow is wonderful. But then there's a certain portion that they are just so abusive to the animals. And I think a lot of this has to do with poverty. You know, the, the poverty mentality, like, oh, we can't help it. We need to survive. We need to do this as quick and meanly as possible. And it's, it's just so sad. But I just read that um, China may be banning um, the trade of all wild animals. I sent that off to you. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, yeah. that would be great. I mean, I've been protesting different places in Asia for, gosh, like 15 years. And, you know, nothing seems to stop them. But this world pandemic just might be the thing. But yeah, we've you know we've had the flat the the swine flu, the bird flu. Then out of Africa we had um, Ebola. You know what, what? What? And then there's E. coli that comes from feces. Unfortunately, sometimes it gets on the vegetables, and then people say, "Oh, see, you you can be a vegan and get food poisoning too." Well, yeah, that's because somebody didn't wash their hands after they went to the bathroom, or because it was manure. That wasn't good. So it's pretty much always stemming from an animal, these viruses. Yeah. Yeah. H humans' exploitation of animals has been the cause of almost every major disease that there is. Mad cow disease, for instance. Yeah. They yeah. I, I, cows I, to cows. Yeah. Look, there's chicken pox, there's cow pox, there's mad cow, there's swine flu, there's bird flu. The AIDS was started by humans eating monkey meat, from what I I read. And then the somebody um, who was selling bats or whatever that gave me contact with the bat blood, and that's where the coronavirus started, supposedly. You know, it's like a human selling and and eating animals and all of this stuff has has spread so many diseases. Now, these diseases would probably still exist somewhere in wild animals. However, they would only they only spread to the human population because humans insist on uh, domesticating these animals and selling them and eating them and all that. So if humans left the animals alone, then these viruses, when they did occur, it would be less often because the animals wouldn't be crowded in the in these horrible conditions, all crowded into barns and stuff like that. Um, but then it, it would it might kill off those animals, but it wouldn't affect the human population. So humans cause a lot of trouble to themselves, and then they create vaccines using the bodies of animals, using fertilized chicken eggs and using uh, cow blood and all sorts of things because viruses do not, uh, they do not reproduce and they do not survive outside of animal bodies. So they have to infect something. And so a vegan world, a world that which was totally vegan would mean that ma vaccine manufacturers could not produce vaccines because what they're doing is they're breeding viruses, which then they inj inject into people 
that supposedly, you know, I know how they claim that it evokes an immune response, but the thing is, they don't need an immune response that people would qu quit breeding the viruses to begin with. They're breeding the viruses in two ways. First of all, in just animal agriculture in, in general, but also through the production of vaccines. Whereas if all of that ceased, well then the viruses might go actually extinct. But the reason we have a flu season is because there's a certain time of year people are convinced they get their flu shot. They they get their flu shot, then they get sick with the flu, and then they spread it around more. <laughs> and also, uh, animal to animal, as in human animal to human animal, as in not being celibate. I mean, yeah. you know, you just can't tell me anymore that, oh, it's because people want to bond and love and no, most people do not do it because of that. And if so, it might be more the female, I would say, you know, I'm not saying that maybe it was created for, for a spiritual purpose, but there are other ways to bond. And when you have reality shows that say sex sent me to the ER, you yeah. gotta know that this is just destructive. This is destructive thinking. And when we go to the Bible and, you know, it talks about the woman being submissive to the man and, you know, they both be submissive to one another with that and stuff. And it's like, no, not submissive to intercourse because that just causes a lot of problems. And I am so sick of being the one to be made fun of and, oh, it's a beautiful thing. I'll be quiet. It's a beautiful thing if you're really being tender to one another. And that's not being tender. You have a genital and a genital. Boom, 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 boom. Why do you think that people say, oh, I banged her. Oh, I nailed her. Come on now, people. It's, it's always such violent terms that sound so painful. Yeah. But like, yeah, and and like I mentioned to you one time about how all the women throughout history that died in childbirth before there were hospitals and doctors that could deliver by C-section, those who were not able to give birth to their babies through their vagina, they they would die, you know. So basically, sex, sexual intercourse was usually a death sentence for the mother who got pregnant as a result from it. And a lot of these husbands didn't even care because get having a baby is more important than the than the um, health of their wife. In fact, in a lot of cases, men have just married women because they want children. They could get, they could care less about the woman when it comes to if they have a son or not. You know, a lot of times they want a son. Some fathers are really great with their daughters or whatnot, but. I've seen where the men love the children more than the wife, which is really interesting because he's putting his pee-pee in her, and yet he loves the children more than the wife, and that's acceptable. I, so, yeah. you know, you got to wonder why I am, you know, celibate and single here, because I really don't want to be like, wooed and then put down here i mean there's been plenty of guys who have left me for not doing it and or for not wanting children um biologically it's all um, about just using them to get something right and you know you talked about manipulating the animals well you're manipulating someone's human body oh and one more thing um i saw this video which is really good about 
healing yourself or um, avoiding the coronavirus by um, natural organic herbs and whatnot. One thing that they said was really good, but then another thing kind of made me think. They said, well, what do you expect um, comes from eating unclean animals? And you probably know more than me. There's some animals that are listed as being off the plate when it comes to you shouldn't be able to eat them. But let's think about it, Chastity White Rose. All animals are unclean. All of them. You tell me one animal that is completely clean and, well, I'll give you a hundred bucks if I have it. Yeah, well, what people don't realize when they are, when they're eating animals, I mean, they're going to be eating their poop for one thing. Because there's still poop inside inside them when that when, was in the documentary that that came out some years ago. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. It's it's really it's really gross. And see, I never knew this until after I went vegan. I never realized that. I never thought about it until after I learned the truth about what was happening and I went vegan. But then I found out more and more just how unhealthy it really was. And I told you that one time when I think I told you, um, I ate a chicken sandwich years ago at Arby's, and then I went to the emergency room. I was very, I was very sick, and I thought I, I thought I got some kind of sickness from that chicken sandwich, and that was the. I think that may have been the last time I ate meat. Oh, actually, that wasn't the very last time. There was one other time after that when someone gave me something and I started to eat it and then I threw away, threw it away because I felt sick when I even tried. But yeah, like I, I was turned off to it first because it made me sick. And so I just kind of stopped eating meat anyway. But then I became vegetarian. And then after I learned about the dairy and eggs and how that involves killing animals, then I went vegan. But then more and more, it was like after that, then I started watching Earthlings and What the Health and Forks Over Knives and all that sort of stuff and find out how unhealthy this is. You know, what humans are doing to their own bodies um, by k killing these animals. It's bad enough they're killing these animals, but then they're damaging their own health as well, you know, by continuing to consume these products. And, and I just realized that they, if people went vegan, you know, I went vegan, they would all be so much healthier because there's pretty much nothing in animal products when it comes to boost, boosting the immune system because all the vi vitamins and minerals, all the good stuff is going to come from plants anyway. Um, and so I really think that um, a lot of these, the all these diseases, all these viruses that people developed vaccines for would not have even been epidemics if people had been vegan to begin with, you know? Absolutely. By the way, this is called um, No More Aches Yin Yang, and I'm using it to like breathe in too because it cuts any sort of infection. It's organic herbs and essential oils. That's really good to keep those viruses away. And um, no, I'm not a doctor. Okay, but it's pretty darn potent. Okay, Kaim, well, hey, Monique, I listen to you over any doctor. <laughs> well, I appreciate that very much. So, um, look, I want to tell the audience I I have a family that is not vegan, and when I've gone over to visit there, 
I have been tempted a few times and I've taken like a little smidget of cheese and I feel I feel very guilty afterward, but I got to tell people I would never buy it. I would never seek it on my own. Sometimes I go over there and I I feel like, you know, going back to the childhood days or I feel kind of so dejected because it's in there. Um and there's nothing I could do to stop it from being in there. So I want people to know that I have not been perfect. But as soon as I get out of there, <laughs> I have none of that. Um, sometimes I felt bad, like, physically when I've eaten. Um, and when I say eat, you know, just like a tiny bit. And Chastity White Rose is probably very disappointed in me. But it's better for me to tell the truth. Um, you know, I, I, I think to myself... Um, this is rape fluid and, uh, it's bad, <laughs> but again, there's nothing I could do cause it's already bought and it's in there. So, um, and then I say a prayer and I say, I won't buy this in the stores and I'll keep speaking out for you. But I wanted to mention, you said that you had gotten food poisoning. That's what it sounds like. And that happened to me about 20 years ago before I was, even vegetarian. Um, it was in New York City and there was a quiche in the window. It was a warm day, the sun was streaming in, and I bought it not thinking, oh, this should be refrigerated. I didn't think it had been in there a long time. It probably didn't have to be there a long time at all because the sun was streaming in on something that had eggs. And for the next two days, I was throwing up. It stunk like no tomorrow. Yeah. I never was so weak in my life. I had to crawl to the toilet. I couldn't walk. And if my mom hadn't been around to help me, I'm not sure how I would have gotten through that. Um, and it was, it was something because when it first started happening, you don't know. Like, oh, why am I feeling bad? You know, you're like, oh, how did I get sick? And then probably just like how you realize you got sick with the chicken, you know, my yeah. mind like starts rewinding. Oh, wait, I had something in the window with an animal product, not in a refrigerator. So, I mean, I'm very lucky to be alive, I would say, because some people, I think that they pass away from food poisoning. And... Food poisoning is from animals. You can't tell me otherwise. I don't know any cases of food poisoning that you can get from fruits or vegetables unless it's being tainted with some yeah. animal product. Yeah, or, or, or if it's bacteria, rotten. maybe. Or if mm -hmm. it's rotten like it's really old, I suppose yeah. it's possible. But more often than not, most cases of food poisoning do come from animal products because that's what most people eat. Did you, you realize the average American eats no fruits or vegetables like literally all they all they eat is is like cheeseburgers for example like you know what i mean that eat lots of meat and cheese may maybe in be in, in between bread you know the buns or whatever but that's what the average person is eating mcdonald's or burger king all the time the non-vegan stuff and most people don't, eat, don't even eat fruits or vegetables you know um and it, it's really crazy but yeah, like I just, I, I, here's what I think is I think, ironically, the coronavirus may actually be the best thing to happen to humanity. And here's why. 
because this accelerates the process of change. Because like you mentioned many, many times before, how, you know, the older generation um, is, you know, they're less likely to be vegan. They're more, they tend to be more sexist. They tend to have more Hello? ideas. Hello? What is vegan? I've never heard of vegan. This is 1940. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but see, you, yeah. But like, as the thing is, so what's going to happen? The people who have the most unhealthy diets, the, the non-vegans, and particularly the elderly, are going to be the ones who die from the coronavirus first. It's probably not going to be us. The people who have healthy vegan diets are, even if we do get sick with this virus because we catch it from someone else who has it, we're still going to survive because we take better care of ourselves than those who don't. So, I mean, when you think about it, um, if, if this virus does end up killing off huge chunks of the human population, well, think about all the animals that's going to save because then all these carnists are going to, are going to die off and along with them die their political ideas and their ideas uh, that are of, attitudes toward women and non-human animals. And you know what I thought was so interesting? My mom was telling me how churches are closing down now too. Like they're not even doing church services. And I was thinking, huh, how interesting these Christians don't believe in God protecting them from this illness. I just I thought about that because, you know, a lot of churches like they'll preach, they'll preach uh, divine healing that Jesus will heal you or Jesus will protect you from from these diseases and fear and fear not, but then the coronavirus scare happens and, and nobody's having church services anymore. They're all scared and shutting themselves in. So they fear this virus more more than they they have faith in their God anyway, which I think is interesting. It says more about their lack of faith than just about anything, you know. I'm, well, I always believed in the saying, "God helps those who help themselves," but a lot of well, people. And by the way, that's not in the Bible. Um, <laughs> It's act, it's actually from Greek mythology, but um, I wanted to tell you something else on that um, on that tip. Well, some some are having it online. I said a prayer this morning, actually, and see, you know, prayer you can actually just believe like uh, there doesn't have to be any sort of you know deity as you you say um but prayer has a certain energy you know prayer is like uh well our thoughts can like you know go from one brain to another right mental telepathy i've told you often oh i just thought of you you know and you call i'm not just making that up so um there is like an energy to it. So, you know, that's why these world meditations or these world prayers, sometimes things actually do happen for the better because when you have all that positive energy. Um, but let's go back to the church. Uh, so let's talk about some of the actual positive things that were said in the Bible. And usually it's in Genesis when the world was first made, you know, yeah, like, it was peaceful, yeah, they were friends with the animals, and you ate the fruits and vegetables, you know? The way well, I always people describe want to it. get back to that? That's well, what I, I want to get back to. You know, I don't, for, you know, forget after the, the sin, uh, whatever you want to call it. Let's get back to the original roots. Why do we want to, like, continue on, like, after it? Because... I mean, don't we want to make heaven on earth as much as possible? We actually have the opportunity to do that, but a lot of us don't do it. 
Now, I don't want the old people to, like, be in any pain or whatnot, but, I mean, if they could just have a revelation during this, that would be just so great. And there are some people that are older and they experience health problems, and they do change around. They're far and few between because a lot of times they're set in their ways. But um, I would be, you know, I'm interested in hearing about you know, these 70, 80-year-old bodybuilders that are vegan online, you know, how are they coping right now? They look like 30 years younger, 40 yeah. years younger. Um, myself, I, um, I, I've got a whole bunch of herbs. I have um, uh, echinacea and elderberry and that quick defense by Gaia Herbs, which I got you. That is so powerful. I just um, ordered zinc. Apparently, on contact viruses will die out as soon as you put the zinc i try to get all organic and link and liquid because it permeates into the cells more um i'm looking to get milk thistle and coq enzyme something i hope i'm saying that right and then you're supposed to get sunshine within moderation of course because you know the sun rays are powerful if i can't get that um I, I take liquid organic uh, vitamin D and I'll tell you, I had a deficiency and within a month I took this, my kind um, vanilla organic vitamin D three spray and I was back on the chart. So there's something to be said about the power of plants. And that yeah. was all in the garden of Eden. That's why I believe that, whomever gave this, um, these guidelines for them to eat. They didn't say to eat animals. I mean, I, I think about it. Why don't the people think about the fact that, okay, so they, they, they fell from grace, but does that mean that their body became different? Like, it never quite says that. I mean, were they going to live forever? I, I don't know, but I mean, they still had the same organs and whatnot. They still had skin, right? So what they were doing there, shouldn't they have done leaving the garden too? Yeah, it, it, there's not enough uh, fill-ins for the story of what it was really about. But what happens in the Bible is like for, for about the first two chapters or so, it's all about the creation and everything's fine. And then at like around chapter three is the whole, you know, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and them, and them sinning supposedly and the talking snake. And then it just goes downhill from there. So then the rest of the 99% of the Bible is really, really bad. Everything bad happening until the last chapter of Revelation where then everything's made perfect again and there's no more, there's no more stuff or death and all that after you know? diseases and horrible things which is definitely what is happening right now yeah like there's all that stuff about all sorts of plagues and stuff and famines and all that um you know and and then finally at, at the end supposedly it's made better but a lot of people look at this climate change thing happening and you know all the all the weather patterns caused by climate change and the and new diseases popping up and the famines caused by droughts due to the change of condition and they view this as what was supposedly already predicted in the book of revelation and there may be something to be said for that um, but what's interesting about it is that the, all these things that are happening were bought, brought on by the actions of humans because humans have done the most horrible things to the planet and to the animals and, and climate change is, 
is a thing that uniquely humans can do because it, it would just the things that are happening the type of pollution would just not happen without the human race if the human race hadn't existed well then for example the, the population of cattle would not be billions as it is now if humans were not intentionally breeding them only so that they can steal their milk and kill them you know so humans have changed everything and then when people try to talk about um, everything in balance and moderation in the circle of life well forget that because humans have completely altered it nothing works the way in human society nothing works the way as it does in the rest of the animal kingdom but um, what's what's interesting is that when diseases like this pop up um, you know, that's going to have an effect because the people with the weakest immune systems are going to be the non-vegans. So they're more carnists are going to die than vegans, you know, just based on a lesser immune system. And then, you know, like I've talked about before, I'm afraid of them trying to make vaccination mandatory as they already try to do with some things. Like, because if they do, if in fact, try to force a coronavirus vaccine on people, then that right there is probably going to kill tons more people, you know, who, who receive that. And it's going to probably kill off a, a large portion of the human population. But that means fewer humans to exploit animals, too. Now, didn't Bill Gates say something about... Um, depopulating yeah populations and he brought up immunizations in the same yeah I yeah there was a video I saw that he had mentioned about vaccines um, reducing the human population and it's interesting because I I mean, I don't know precisely, like, he was very vague. It wasn't quite sure what he was saying. So, now, I think that the vaccines may have an effect of sterilizing people. There's a chance about that. That it may well, make... He just, excuse me, he just stepped down from, I believe, being the CEO of Microsoft. Yeah. kind of odd, isn't it? Did you see that? Um, actually, I heard about it from Jamie, actually. Because he mentioned right that. Now, right now he's doing it. Why? You got to wonder. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. That It's, it's interesting. I, I mean, first of all, he doesn't need to be CEO of Microsoft anymore. He's got tons of money anyway. Um, but it's very strange because I, I've watched, you know, documentaries about vaccines. And I do believe there is a link between certain forms of autism and the MMR. Uh, which is a triple vaccine. But my, my, my primary case against vaccines is the animal ingredients and the animal bodies used to produce them. A, a vegan can't support vaccines anyway. But I'm thinking about the larger um, societal effects this is having because we keep noticing that, um, you know, pe like, okay, now here's what I find this is very, very strange because I have seen, you know, news articles about the declining birth rate in America, for example. And I'm thinking, well, I mean, it makes sense because they're aborting all these babies, for one thing. But at the same time, there's also greater infertility than there ever was before. 
both men and women are having hormonal imbalances, which means that, you know, men are producing less sperm or women can't ovulate anyway, which is reducing the human population because of fewer pregnancies anyway from that result. But then there's the fact that they are aborting tons of the babies that they are getting pregnant with. And so it's kind of a strange thing because they talk about these things as if it's a bad thing, like, oh, no, the human population is lessening. And I'm thinking, how is that a bad thing? Because Let me just interject something quickly. I mean, I wasn't under the impression that people are having more pregnancy terminations in this day and age with contraception being, you know, pretty much readily available, even though people are always squawking now with new politics that some people can't get it supplied by their business. And I mean, personally, I don't think that their work should have to supply them with that, you know, being a celibate and whatnot. But yeah. I will say that it's wrong that um, it is wrong. I'm sorry, I'm getting a call. Can you still see me? Uh, I can see, I can see, okay. but you're, you're frozen. Oh, great. Okay. Well, they're going to just have to, it, it'll go away. I'm getting a call as we're talking. See, must be a sign. But um, I think that some of these companies, they actually pay for Viagra. And, you know, that just doesn't make sense. You know, like, I mean, both are not good. But I'm just saying, it's just really, it's just backwards. The, the mentality of, of a lot of, people in this society is backwards except maybe for some of the younger people and some of the older you know like there are some older people that got it and I feel so bad for them because they've had to like deal with this kind of stuff for years you know yeah, yeah well you know here's what here's what's so crazy about it is the more people you have um the more things happen so like so here's the thing like I think I read that there's like 330, was it 330 million citizens in the US? Something like that. Um, and so, okay, so let's just say that there's 300 million. So whatever they're doing is gonna have an impact because that's a lot of people. Because just, so let's think about it. Let's say that, like, like take for example, um, like we know that asexuals are supposedly 1% of the population, right? Mm -hmm. So if there's 330 million people, then 1% um, of, of a million is, yeah, 1% of a million is still 10,000, I think. I, I, I'm trying to do this math in my head. This is hard. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but it, it, but that's the thing. It, it's a lot. Cause, yeah, because yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's still over. That's still over. Uh, ten. Yeah, that's ten thousand for 10, a million. Ten thousand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, ten thousand. So then three hundred times that. So then that actually ends up being three. Yeah, that ends up being three. Uh, yeah, that's three million. That's right. Because oh yeah, duh. Yeah, so three million. So that means there's three million asexuals if they're 1% of the population. And so let's consider how that translates to the, the, the number of pregnancies and the birth rate or the abortion rate. So that means that since most people are not asexual, we're only 1%, most people are, 
are not, not asexual, and even the asexual, some are not celibate, as we know. So there's all these people out there having sex. So odds are that even if a tiny fraction of them get pregnant as a result of this, and, and we know that their birth control pills don't protect them from pregnancy. They're not 100% effective. So we still have a case of millions of people getting pregnant all the time. So they, they're either giving birth to these babies or they're aborting them, you know. And so this is this what happens. I mean, the more people you have of any population, the more things happen. And so, um, but from what I have also read from other sources, the human population as a whole keeps increasing. In spite of the fact that people die in of starvation and natural disasters and wars and all kinds of these things that are killing us off, people are still procreating faster than people are dying. And that's because it takes less time to procreate than it does to die. Um, yes, it does. Because, because yeah, because people, people these days are living, you know, like 70 to 100 years. Uh, most people are living that long. And then people during their lifetime, particularly the heterosexuals, you know, they'll have, they'll have, you know, one, two, three, four, five biological children, and then they'll raise them, you know. And so it's like there's still more uh, humans being produced and then becoming adults who reproduce. And so the, the human population keeps increasing at an exponential rate. It just gets faster and accelerates over time. And, you know, one thing that you said, I, I mean, I don't know how many people are really having five children. There are some. But it's interesting that you said, um, when, after you started going over the second one, I thought to myself, well, how many people have more than, like, two children? Okay, some have three. And then I think to myself, now, wait a minute. Since the divorce rate in this country is about 50% or maybe a little bit more, what happens is... Um, they'll get remarried and then they'll have children with uh, the, the new spouse. Yeah. That's, I think what can happen on how you have more children than you were ever expecting. Because again, then you think, Oh, well I'm married to this new person. Or I, I think a lot of times it's the man that wants to have, you know, the children with, even if the man has children with, um someone else i think if they're with like the new person they think oh well you know i have to have like this child between us like this bond i'm really i don't know what goes on in their heads but I'm yeah i don't know what, goes, what people are thinking either honestly but see you have certain groups like the catholics and mormons who who procreate more than the rest of the population you know, certain certain types of people uh, reproduce more than others. So people who have religious beliefs that procreation is an ultra good thing, you know, then of course they're going to do it more. Whereas people li like like us, you know, who are environmentalists and vegans and and very philosophical and and see the harms of procreation and are anti-natalists, well then we're people who are not going to reproduce. We're celibate for one thing. So even yeah. if even if we wanted to reproduce, it would be pretty hard to do because it's like, like, did, did I ever tell you, I used to think, um, like, I used to think about this logically just as a thought experiment, like, okay, so if I actually wanted to procreate, how would I do that since I don't want to have sex? 
Like, how does that even work? So it, so then I thought, well, like, why bother? Because I don't want to have sex, and that's the way most people do it. So it, I'm not going to procreate. Even if I wanted to, it's not happening, you know? Like, <laughs> in Intro, uh, what do you call it? Intro. In, in vitro fertilization, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, which is still a type of invasion to a female. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's the thing is the fact that there are people who, even though they are having sex, they still can't produce a baby. And so they will pay a doctor to specifically um, it, it inseminate uh, a woman with, with, with their sperm or whatever. Like the fact that people are willing to spend that kind of money on something where meanwhile, there are other people that will spend great amounts of money to prevent pregnancy. It's like humans are, humans are not a collective. Like some people are doing one thing, others are doing just the complete opposite. There's no unity. And by the way, we already passed 45 minutes. Can you believe it? I feel like we just got on. I know, we just got really started talking. I mean, seriously, this is, this is interesting stuff. It takes, us, it takes us some time to get going here in these conversations. But see, I'm, I'm very interested in analyzing what's wrong with human psychology. Oh, and by the way, um, I thought it was worth mentioning, speaking of psychology, about the psychologist I'm seeing tomorrow. I'm going to get psychologically evaluated so that I can get a letter from a psychologist to give to my urologist to convince him to remove my testicles. <laughs> now, the other day you were saying that you had so many fears, you know, and I thought to myself, how can he have so many fears if he's willing to take off the two beach balls? Uh, so go figure. Well, yeah, well, see that other men would be afraid of that. They'd be afraid of that because that's something they want to keep and use. You know, they, they, other men, they really like their testicles because they like having sex and they like to reproduce. But as somebody who's a celibate vegan anyway, and since I'm not going to procreate, it's just like something useless. Like, you know, it's just, it's Ladies, this makes it even more attractive. This human sitting here makes it even more attractive. I mean, what more could you ask for? another human being taken, uh, taking out the sacks that have all that aggressive testosterone in it. What yeah. more could you ask for? Now that is love, not intercourse. Go on. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's such a useless body part. Just, just like we've talked about before about how boobs are useless if you're not going to be breastfeeding anybody. If you're, if you're a celibate, you're not reproducing, you don't have babies to feed, then having boobs is kind of useless too. You know, um, and it's it's unfortunate because people have these body parts they're not they're not using. I mean, certain body parts are always useful. Arms and legs are useful. We do things, but you know, we do things with our our fingers, our hands. You know, and we walk with our legs. Most of us who have legs that work and we can walk, some body parts are just useful, and other body parts we don't use. And I find that strange because. In fact, you know one thing I never liked about about um, about the idea of procreation anyway, uh, long before I became an anti-nihilist, it's like, well, it's not something you can do alone. It's something you have to find another person for. I'm like, that kind of sucks. Like, like, you know what I mean? Because then that brings a whole other person. And getting along with people is really hard. You know what I mean? 
finding another person that you can actually get along with and that you don't just just have disagreements and and fight and then cut ties with it, it's really hard as you know you know and so I, I've always been the kind of person who likes things I can do alone so for example I prefer you know playing video games by myself something I can do alone or or playing solitaire the card game or doing computer programming which is the most um, isolated activity there is that requires such solitude you know what I mean because things that involve teams of people well then I become sad if I don't have people to do something with mm -hmm. you know what I mean well you so, and I had fun though right oh yeah we had lots of fun but you know that's the thing about it is um, it's a rare thing because you're out in California and you had to spend all that money to come out and visit me you know and that, and that means a lot obviously but that's just like uh, it, it's not everybody has someone like that yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you something about doing the things um, solo. Um, I think it's easier for men to do things solo than women when it comes to, I don't mean things at home, but like going out there and living life. I think maybe it's going to get better now with this whole Me Too thing. But there's so many things that I've had to do by myself because I, like yourself, like I don't feel like I, um, I can ask people or I should be depending on people um sorry i'm getting like another affirmation text as as it's as we're talking um isn't it great to be able to record and like read text at the same time on the same device it's just <laughs> so odd okay but anyway um sometimes i've been scared and wish somebody was there but i think i think to myself well if i wait for somebody to go with me it might be too late or I'll never do it or whatnot, you know? So, you know, looking back on my life, I've done some very risky things because I was alone and I was, I was determined to get things done, you know? I mean, I don't yeah. mean risky things like the sex, which I don't want to do. I mean, you know, just going for my goals, my dreams, you know, I was out late at night sometimes and whatnot. I, you know, if I park like, further from where I needed to go then I had to like walk in the middle of the street to make sure that I was going to be okay you know so I'm just saying that it's easier for men to do things solo because there's not that extra pressure of the sexual assault not saying that men can't get sexual assaulted you know but um a lot of times it is either well, statistics say it's either females or boys. But why boys? Because they're more vulnerable. They're not as strong. They're not as big. They're yeah. not developed. Yeah. See, that's the thing is that anyone who is smaller and weaker is more at risk to be attacked. Mm -hmm. so, so children, whether male or female, can be easily attacked by a powerful adults. Including even female adults can overpower little kids, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so that that's a, that's a thing, you know. And so, yeah, I understand the safety concern for females and children, especially. And 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 that's the thing is, you know, like all the times that I've had to, um, I've had to walk at night for like when I've walked home from work, three miles, you know, when I don't have a ride, you know. That's the thing. Of course, luckily for me, um, 
I'm walking in a, uh, an area where there's like no people anyway. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere anyway. So there's, there's, not, there's not, much, not much population. It's only when you start getting into the actual city part where there's actually people and like drunk people and crazy stuff like that. But I also know that I'm big enough to, to fight them off if they did attack me. But of course, if they have a gun, then all bets are off. They just shoot me and I'm dead. And I know that. And it's too it's too easy for people to get guns. So, well, I don't want to get um, off track, but I should say something quick. I saw something on Facebook where there was a man, and he was very upset at a female friend because the the female said, "Well, should I get a for protection? Should I get a dog, or should I get a gun?" And so this guy, an animal activist, um, he said, "Well, you know, I'm not I'm not for guns, but I'm and I'm." I don't think that dogs should be brought into a home specifically for security. They should be brought in, you know, to be loved and whatnot. And, um, but, or I don't know, maybe his position was even, he didn't believe that as I do, you know, I think animals should be with other non-human animals of their own species. personally. But I mean, now pretty much dogs are all domesticated, so I don't think it matters. And there is something to be said about the love between a human and a dog or a cat. But anyway, I just wanted to state that I, I said, um, I think a gun is, you know, is going to give you the protection or like a taser. I said, I'm tired of hearing about, oh, you have to go to counseling or, oh, you have to get self-defense classes. Why do we have to go through all of this? I shouldn't have to go to counseling because some jerk does something to me. You know what I'm saying? He should be the one going to counseling. It should, you know, I should have, I should be able to defend myself Bam, period. That's it. I know that there are challenges and responsibilities with guns, but the fact is that most of the people using guns um, in, a, in a bad way are not women. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm actually okay with it. I mean, I'm kind of afraid to be saying this in a way, but yeah, I, I, you know, there's a lot of people, especially pacifists like you and me that are against guns. Yeah. But if you think about it, People are very fearful of guns. They're not going to be fearful of me doing karate chops on them, more than likely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, and that's the thing. I mean, this gets into a whole big discussion, and it relates to the coronavirus, because people are afraid. People have much to be afraid of. People do, people do many things to protect themselves, whether it's getting a gun or taking self-defense classes or isolating themselves and having masks, for example, you know, to protect them from the virus. I mean, everyone's trying to protect themselves um, from something because we all have, we're all afraid of something or someone. And now, while I think fear can be healthy because, yes, we do protect ourselves from things that are dangerous because we're afraid, but at the same time, I don't want my whole life to be all about fear. I don't want my whole yeah. life to just all be about I'm afraid exactly. of this, afraid of that. I, I try to, I try, I want to be confident and just live my life without thinking about fear all the time. Exactly, exactly. But I'm telling you, if I had a gun in my, um, in my boot or something, like, you know, the old Westerns, 
Yeah. I don't think I'd be like as afraid. I just pull that out, spin it around and say, come closer and that's it. Whereas like if I'm unarmed and I have to think, oh, like, can I do this maneuver? Or, oh, if something happens, it's going to, I'm going to be upset for like this long. So, but yeah, I mean, you're right. You uh, only a certain, I don't want to call it fear. I just, I just say precaution because fear can really immobilize you. It really yeah. can. And it could start making you, it can start weakening your immune system too. Yeah. You start becoming sick when you're so fearful. You know? Yeah, it's, it's true. It's not, it's not good for your health to be afraid all the time. Mm -mm. You know? No. no. But with that said, though, you know, some people might be like, well, then you shouldn't be fearful of having relations. Well, neither of us see, like, the, the big deal in it. I mean, one person is, like, pumping somebody else. Why do we even want that? We're precautious, and... We don't want that. So we say no to that, you know? And yeah. 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 It's not just about fear. I mean, it is something to be feared because we fear people doing things to us that we don't want them to, obviously. Um, but people, like some people, they think that it's something that we want to do, but we're just afraid. But no, that's not it. It's that we don't want it in the first place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway... I really hope that people have gotten something out of this uh, show. Uh, apparently, something like 44 minutes is the average time that people will listen to a podcast. And, you know, today I figured out why that probably is. Because an hour show on television is 44 minutes. The rest of the 16 minutes is for commercials. But, hey, we don't have commercials, so maybe... Um, Maybe yeah. we've gotten them in street. Yeah, like we're, we're at 57 and a half minutes. We're almost at an hour by this point. Okay, well, great. We'll try to get it. We'll try to get it perfect. But um, uh, I do want to give a shout out to some vegan products, even though they're not paying us yet. Maybe they'll be our sponsors. I did splurge. There were like two Daya vegan cheesecakes left. And I told you I saw one the other day. Like, all the shelves were gone pretty much in Whole Foods of, like, the good stuff. And I thought, oh, I'll let somebody else get it. But today I went into the store. I'm like, ah, I'm just going to get it. And it reminded me of you. I ate yeah. half of it. I ate half of it, and now I'm feeling, like, a little bit, ugh. But um, another thing I got was, thank goodness, Miyoko's vegan yeah. cheese. The aged English was there. I ate half of that, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what I'm going to look like in the morning. Um uh so yeah um these yeah the miyokos that uh that always gets me but um remember try to eat as organic as possible eat those organic fruits and vegetables those are the best one thing that i'm going to be surviving on is my um and i gave that to you and you you know what you can have some did you have it i know you're holding it for me look just have it it's um it's uh what is it what do i get sun food sun yeah food smoothie yeah. Right? I feel like a jolt to my brain as soon as I have it. And I have this huge jug of it, gallon. Uh, so I'm going to be good probably for a month because of this. And if you like break it down, a meal is only like two or three dollars, you know, and I get all these superfoods. So that is a perfect cheap way to get what you really need in your body. And because it's powder, it dissolves well and, and you know, whatever liquid. And then again, that permeates in your cells. So do what you can to make yourself healthy, 
you know, I because I know even some vegans, they, they eat like a lot of junk foods and I'll splurge and whatnot. But the fact is I try to eat healthy because I know that I only have this one body. So I have to like, I have to maintain it as, as good as possible. And that's why I'm always saying organic, 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 because, you know, I see these pictures of these farmers spraying with these toxic chemicals. And I think to myself, uh, do I really want an apple with like poison on it? You know, it's bad no. enough that Adam and Eve like went down the tubes with it. Maybe, you know <laughs> what? Maybe their apple had glyphosate from Monsanto on it. Maybe that was it all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, uh, and you know, um, uh, recently this past week, you know, I wasn't feeling all that well. I had like no appetite. So I basically went a few days without eating any solid food. Like I just drank soy milk. You drink enough soy milk, it's a meal. It's very powerful. I, I, I always buy organic soy milk. It's because it's, it's cheap, you know, it's cheap to get organic soy milk. It's, it it's is. so it's, you know, and like for, you know, like about $2.50, you can get a half gallon of organic soy milk. I mean, that. You had, to, remember I said, that's disgusting. We must share it. Tell them the story before we go. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is that leaving on a bad note? But that has so much to do yeah, with yeah, like yeah, diet, yeah. right? And yeah, I, yeah, 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 I remember. Okay, let me repaint the scenario. Okay, so we uh, were in. We were in, yeah, so we were in, we were in like downtown Kansas City somewhere when Monique was visiting. And um, we, I think we had just eaten at a vegan restaurant. And I was explaining how um, women who are vegan cannot have sexual intercourse with a, a man who eats animal products. They can't because then his semen is going to contain all the animal products because whatever man eats ends up as part of his semen and sperm and all that so all the all the grease all the fat from the meat and all all the horrible things in the dairy and eggs whatever he's been eating and drinking that all goes it becomes that so then he would he would be putting that into her body and so if a female is vegan then she has to be celibate or if she does have sex, it has to be with a man who is a total vegan anyway. So if like, you, I know not everybody's celibate, if, but if people really thought that deeply about it, then the vegan females, even those who are not celibate and who do have sexual intercourse, would only do it with men that they knew were vegans, which basically means that all the carnist men don't reproduce, only the vegans. So it gives a slightly higher probability that the vegans would be together and they would be raising their children vegan. So if people think that deeply about it, however, unfortunately, it doesn't always work that way because how many times have we seen uh, vegan women who are in relationships with these carnist men, they keep thinking they can change them. But I have some, some news for them they're not likely to change them because what one one thing that I can tell you is that males are very stubborn. They're very stubborn and not likely to change. They don't. Mm -hmm. um, whereas I find that women generally do tend to change more. Um, mm -hmm. But when women try to change men, it rarely works out. So they need to find a pre-made vegan. They need to find pre-made vegan because if they stay in a relationship with them, keep thinking they're going to change them slowly over time, they're only hurting themselves. 
Because that's another I, reason I've liked younger guys because they're a little bit more flexible. The older you get, the more yeah. stuck in your ways. Although, like you said, some women they're more fluid, if you would, you know. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to. I don't want to be ageist. I mean, yeah. there are some people that do change for the better. Yeah. They do, and, and he, but here's the deal. What you say is true, Monique, and here's why. The longer you've lived a certain way, the harder it is to change. It's not so much about age, but that when you've done something for a certain length of time, you become committed to it, and you don't want to change it. So it is harder for older people to change, especially those who have built a certain life already. Because it's also easier for single people to change. It's easier for celibate people to change too. Because if they have if they have a a spouse and kids, then they have all these other people in their life, and then they have to consider how that affects them. And like and like I and like I told you before that um, like I think it would have been the worst thing ever. Like if I had been a typical person, if I had been married and had kids with somebody, well. I and I, then I turned vegan, then it would tear that family apart unless everybody all agrees to live as vegan. But it doesn't usually happen. When one person makes life change, the rest of their whole family doesn't all at the same time do the same as them. So it creates a, di a distance. It creates like a thing where, well, then there becomes a there becomes a thing like they fight over how to raise the kids. Like, you know, what one parent wants to raise their kids uh, eating only vegan food, but the other wants to feed them animal products. So then they're going to fight about that. It's kind of like what happens when people of different religions are married and, and they have fights over what religion to teach the kids, you know. And so it's so much easier if you're alone to change your life because you don't have to worry about other people and fights with them. So that's that's a reason for being single. It's also a reason for being celibate because on top of what we have already mentioned, life is just easier when you don't have kids, you know, because then it's you bad enough having to have conflicts with the people that you have to be with at work. So, yeah, because yeah, we can't and, and with that. I, yeah, it's. It's been difficult in some situations and usually revolves around veganism. Um, but I was going to say that the last person that I willingly allowed to have meat in front of me, not happily, that I dated, that was back in 2002. After that, um, the next person I dated, I said I was a vegetarian at that time and I was not going to have any sort of meat at the table, you know, if we were together. And he actually, he would eat vegetarian. I thought he had changed vegetarian, but apparently he hadn't. He only did it when he was around me. I didn't know. I was tricked. Um, after that, I decided I would never go with a meat eater again. And I've heard stories where usually they're older They'll, they'll cook meat for the men, even though they're vegetarian, you know, and I mean, I'm, vegan is the best because if you're not vegan, you're, the, the animals are being raped. But I'm just saying that um, I think a lot of the women who are um, compassionate towards animals, they're vegetarian, the older ones, more than vegan, because it was more popular to be vegetarian, you know. In the 60s yeah. and whatnot I guess I don't know they didn't really think about um, the sexual assault element of it as much as we do now I also wanted to say that um, it was really um, it was horrible when you said 
you said that word, that S word in the car next to me, and I couldn't, like, take it. Like, when you and I talk about these kinds of things, we have this, like, third wall or fourth wall, whatever, like, this distance, you know? But when uh, when somebody says, like, okay, S-E-M-E-N, when you said that, like, and I was sitting right there, I felt a little bit, um, I felt a little bit, like, I don't want to say scared, but, like, you know, kind of, there was like a shock that went through me because you were right there saying that, you know, I'm, I'm sensitive to it. The only reason that I say the things that I do here are because I'm, I'm doing my best to teach people. But yeah. when I'm like with like somebody of the opposite gender, even though you're a female inside, yeah. um, it's, it's really difficult. Even if you were like biologically a female, it'd still be like a little bit difficult. I also I want to mention something good. I did go to uh, a panel today where I found out um, there is a person who does a show in Malibu, California. Her name is Dr. Shelley Sykes, and she has an organic vegan cooking show. And um, I hope to maybe get involved with that. And I, I'm going to show her this, and I'm, I'm going to advocate that if you come out here, maybe you should be a guest. Maybe we could both go on and we can give our opinions. I really would like to start eating more raw though. You know, I mean, there was a point where I was 90% raw and that is just so much more healthy for you. Cause you mentioned about the nutrients and whatnot. And when you cook um, anything, you're going to, you know, kill some of that food. So. Well, I had raw tofu. <laughs> what? I had raw tofu. <laughs> you do. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. yeah. Well, because you know, I had I bought some two dollar tofu a while back, and and I took it out of the refrigerator and just had it thaw for a few hours. Then I opened it, put ketchup on it, and ate it with a fork. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like you could do that because you you can tote you can you can eat any almost anything raw. Although it's hard with certain vegetables, it's hard to do raw broccoli. It's hard mm -hmm. to do. That. But, but a lot of things you can you can you can eat raw. You don't need to cook a lot of things. Plus, as it stands, um, I'm not much of a cook. I really don't. I boil pasta, and that's about it. <laughs> oh. I will tell you, both days that I went to Whole Foods, the pasta shelf was completely empty. So you are not alone. Yeah, well, you know, pasta is cheap. Pasta is cheap because, like, you know, you can get a pound of pasta for like a dollar. You know, it's the it's the cheapest way to live, really. You know, so that, there's that. So, so, so soy milk, lots of pasta, bread, and peanut butter. The cheapest way to live. If you, if you want to live live cheap, that's the way to do. It. And you know, I try to do that because I try to save as much money as I can. Try to use more fruits and vegetables, though, organic, because it really is better for your body. Or, or get that powder, like I said. At least get a dose of your superfoods that way. That's only a couple bucks per day, you know. Yeah, I have lots. I have lots of powder. That's the good news. I know. I saw it. Yeah. I saw it. There's a couple other things I just wanted to mention really quickly. Um, with the coronavirus, you know, the stores they're being depleted easily. Um, another thing people are worried about if they're going to get paid, if they're not working, um, or if they get sick or whatnot. And I read an article which banned me from Facebook, I believe, because, yeah. uh, the CEO of Whole Foods, I think it's still John Mackey. He's the one who 
uh, created Whole Foods. He's a vegan. Unfortunately, Whole Foods is not all vegan. You know, I, I just don't like when people profit off of things that they don't believe in. It's just a very big pet peeve of mine. But anyway, um, him and uh, Jeff Bezos, well, they, they want workers to donate uh, paid sick leave or vacation leave, one of the two, um, to any of their um, workers who might fall ill for, like, longer than two weeks. I mean, come on. Bezos could make all the health insurance that he cut from people in about six hours, I think it was, something like that. Um, it's just really ridiculous. I'm sorry that I had to patronize Whole Foods, but like Chastity White Rose and I said the other day, it's like there are certain companies that it's just really difficult when you're depending on them for your nutrition. And you know, there's this one store that I really like. It's called Air One. It's nowhere spelled backwards, Air One. And a lot more of their food is organic. And I like to try to go there, but that's like at least 45 minutes from me. And it's just, you know, it's just so hard. I, I make it a point if I don't have to use a business that I completely know there's corruption happening, I'm not going to use it, you know, like Nike, all the things that they've done. And recently, I won't name what, but there was an organic superfood commercial on YouTube. And I really like the guy who was describing the project product. He's cute. He's informative. But I noticed like there was a little check on his shirt. And I'm thinking to myself, for as open minded and healthy as you are, why are you wearing a Nike product when we know that they've had sweatshops and just like all sorts of bad things that we're supposed to stop, but they haven't stopped. And I, I just like to be as conscious as possible. And it all goes back to the golden rule, just like your hair. Your, and by the way, I like your bangs. I did those, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. They still look good. Um, yeah, see, a month ago. A month ago, they were all jaggedy. Now they're like that. Um, but it's the golden rule. Do unto others as you would want done unto you. And... I feel that you should patronize businesses that you know are ethical. Sometimes we don't know. We don't know everything that's going on. There's no way that we could know unless it's like publicized and we've watched it or read it. But if you do know and there is an alternative, then use that alternative by all means. Yeah, when there is an alternative. Yeah. Oh, but the golden rule. See, and you know, like I, we've talked about before, people, they don't apply the golden rule to non-human animals, which has annoyed me so badly because people, you know, in doing to others as you have to do unto you, it's simple. But then they, everyone just de decides arbitrarily who's an other or not. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and just like I told that guy that the golden rule means that people have to be vegan. Because if they treat the animals as they would want to be treated. I mean, I even treat the golden rule when it comes to plants. I don't want to kill plants, you know. I mean, if you can take from a plant and you're not going to actually kill it, then do that. There's no reason that you have to, um, you know, like florists and whatnot, kill the whole plant. Like, just have a potted plant, for goodness sake. Take the roots, put in the dirt, you know. I mean, I think that flowers are best left where they are but you know everyone usually likes flowers put it in a plant don't kill the, the poor thing that's that's one of the big reasons that we vegans 
don't eat animals because it's not like we can just take their arm and they're going to, you know, or their, their, you know, chest or whatever, and they're going to be able to live. They can't. They're in severe pain and they're not going to grow it back. But most yeah. plants, they can grow things back as long as it's like done properly. Not saying that there might be some pain. I mean, I know that plants do have sensations, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't know all about it. But yeah, I do know I, that I, it's hard have... to know for sure. But you know what? I hope. I hope that plants don't get don't feel cold because you know they're out in the winter when it gets cold and they're, they're going to freeze. So I hope they don't feel the pain of of being cold. You know, because that's well. Yeah, I mean, they die off and then they come back usually when it's warm. You know, for those those flowers that um, what do they call perennials? Or yeah, there's there's ones that stay around all the time and then there's ones that come and go. Yeah, the annuals and the perennials. Like, yeah, the the annuals are the ones where they die every single year. Okay. But, but new plants come from their seeds, whereas perennials, the exact same plant, it regrows itself every spring after the winter. Then it's, oh, okay. it, its roots are still there and it keeps coming back, you know. And of course, trees are the ultimate example of perennials because they stay there the whole time. They, they you know, their leaves fall off and they, and they stop producing their food. They kind of hibernate during the winter is kind of what they do. They're just kind of like asleep. And then they wake up and start growing new leaves in the spring and that sort of thing. But have you ever noticed that the plants are confused? Um, at least in this area, this is something I noticed being in Missouri, because it's hot and it's cold and it's hot and it's cold, the plants are confused. They don't know what season it is anymore. The, their, their usual cycle um, of the four seasons is gone. They don't know what to do. <laughs> and some of these plants aren't native, you know, they've been brought over by other people. So that could add to confusion as well. Um, there's one other thing that I wanted to say before we go, and what would that be? It was about the coronavirus, and, oh my gosh, I just, I can't remember. As soon as, like, as soon as we stop talking, I'll remember. What haven't uh, we covered? What haven't we covered? Um... We've talked about so many things. What have? Oh, I know the trees. So I'm really hoping that people will make toilet paper and regular paper more from hemp because you can grow hemp quicker than trees. You know, I just want to mention that because like there's a toilet pa paper shortage pretty much like all over the country right now, you know, but yeah. if we were growing hemp toilet paper, it would be a different story. And by the way, I told you the other day, oh, then people are going to say, well, then, Monique, why don't you make hemp toilet paper? How many things do you want me to do, people, every time <laughs> yeah, you have a good idea? <laughs> they say, well, you should do that, you know? If I fight for justice, well, you should be a lawyer, you know? If you're, you know, if I'm talking to you about herbs and vitamins and organic vegan well, you should be a naturopathic, a nutritionist. You should be a nurse. You should be. It's like, okay, give me the time and give me the money, and I'll go through the school and I'll do it. Okay. But right I know. Now, I'll, I have a I'll, goal to finish. I know. I'll, I have to finish. Yeah, seriously, Monique, I'm glad you brought this up. All the things people have told me to do in my life, you know, people have told me that I should go to medical school and be a doctor or that I should be a computer programmer, you know, which I do for fun, but, you know, like as a paid profession, it's horrible. And people are always giving me that idea. Of course, they're also telling me I need to get laid. 
Um, so I, I, you know, I don't, I don't listen to people because they all have their idea what I ought to be doing. And it's like, why don't they do what they, these things instead of telling me to do it? It's like everybody has their life and things they do. I, I don't know why everybody has all this advice of what people ought to do. <laughs> and, and, you, and you know something? I think we should end on this note. We really don't ask very much of people. We, we oh, I've also said I'd make a good mother. But I'm a mother in other ways. But, I mean, me, I, a mother, I'm celibate. You know, it's like. Because I'm kind and I'm I'm nice to people and I give like advice and whatnot and like so that means I should biologically create somebody else. I have no idea. Or you know, I you and I were talking the other day like maybe we could adopt or foster, but then that's that's a huge responsibility. And then yeah, we'll have yeah, we'll we, have to bring that up some other time. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, Not we. Now. we, we talk we talked we talked about stuff like that it's crazy it's really hard to do that this because when people have have an adult life and it's really hard to take on the responsibility of taking care of another human or even a dog or a cat or something it's really hard to fit that into a life right. you know? and or and, even a plant for goodness sake that needs to be watered every day some of them do yeah, no, it's re it's really hard to to take that on because things take time and there's so little time, you know. But yeah, and see, but what I was about to say is, you know, we really don't ask much of people. We're not telling people what they ought to do in every aspect of their lives. We simply br bring awareness to why people should be vegan and why they should quit exploiting animals or or you know. Or things that might be good for their health, like being, you know, buying organic and not poison themselves. And of course, we we talk a lot about the harms of sexual intercourse and the problems that causes, and why we advocate celibacy as the simplest and most ethical lifestyle. But we're, we're like we're very focused. We're very simple. We we talk about important things that will help people if they listen. But we don't go and tell people, oh, well, you ought to do this profession. You ought to do this. We we don't. We no, we don't. I, I I never go and tell people what they ought to do about every aspect of their life. All I do is record this show with you, you know, and people who like to listen to us can, you know. <laughs> I, I've gotten blocked by a couple of vegans just because I advocate it organic. They think it's extreme and whatnot. And I'm not, I'm coming from a good place. I want stores to promote vegan project, products that don't have chemicals. I know that it's more money, uh, but it shouldn't be more money. See, if we all bought organic, then they'd have to stop using the chemicals. They'd have to because of economics. So yeah, you know, that's one thing that I advocate. Um, but yeah, like we just, we really want to help people. We want to help animals and we want to help the planet. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't be chastised for that. Like Facebook has banned me three times now in the past month because I put articles out. I, I put that Whole Foods article out. I put some vegan articles out. I put some 5G free things out. And oh, I put, I mentioned celibacy and vegan in the same comment. There was one thing, it was it was a Facebook group that said, if you had 30 seconds of the world's attention, what would you say? Of course I put the chast uh, to, uh, the celibacy and the veganism. And I, I click send, I get banned for a week. I mean, this is ridiculous. Like, they ban good things and they keep negative things up. What is yeah. up with this? Yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've... No wonder the coronavirus is, like, spreading. Because, you know... 
when you do this kind of stuff to to people, you suppress them, you suppress animals. Of course, things are going to spur out of control at some point. Yeah, it, it's crazy. People, they, for some reason, they they don't want any good thing on social media. They just keep banning all the good stuff. And so I've pretty much had it with Facebook. The, these days, like, I still share, you know, vegan posts by my friends. You know, I'll just click share and stuff. And I, at least I haven't gotten banned. And I'm not sure why. But you know what? I think by now you're a target. Like, taste. Uh, Facebook is out to get you and I think I thought about something I thought about why do they ban you why do they target you more and I thought well yeah well she's also an actor because you're a famous you're a celebrity so that might have something to do with it, it was just a guess mm-hmm. you know it's true though I mean I think that I would have been more far along had I not spoken out and gone with the game but I don't think that the game is worth it because it's not the truth I'm not going to follow negativities and put myself into harm's way, you know, and I'm sure by now people know all the negatives. I'm not going to do that. I want to put things out there that actually make a difference and are, you know, good for people's psyches. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for thanks for uh, thinking about that. And I've also realized, though, I'm not going to be volunteering a lot of free time anymore because nobody else seems to be doing it. And um, and then. You know, it's just amazing sometimes you volunteer and then you get the shaft anyway. So I'm living more for myself now. I'll still say things or just like you said on Facebook, you could do a like or a heart and nobody's going to ban you for that. But you just got to be like, I don't know, careful. And maybe I'll go to another social media platform. But um, I'm glad that we do this show because, um, I mean, we actually have... Uh, we, we actually have an opportunity to possibly get paid a little bit if there were so many clicks, you know? Maybe we get, like, a dollar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just hope that, that somebody listens and it helps them in some way. But it, 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 if nothing else, it's very entertaining. We have, we and have a- also there's a new social media platform for younger people called TikTok. So we have to think about that one. Yeah, isn't that for, like, super short videos and stuff, though? Oh, do you think we could manage? I don't know. It would be a challenge of a lifetime. I think they're, like, those 15-second videos, like, (laughs) you know? Um, And some of that stuff is funny. Like, I've seen that, you know? But, yeah, I don't know. Um, But it's just nice that we have this show. People can listen to it because we have a lot of fun talking about all this crazy stuff. But yeah, we should end this recording soon. We're almost Thank there. you so much, Chastity White Rose. I've learned so much. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm going to stop the recording. Have we said everything we need to say? Well, my name is Monique Lukens, a.k.a. Organic Vegan Monique. Um, thank, thanks to Hollywood success today. I went to a panel with my mask on and rubbing alcohol and essential oils. And I got to meet Dr. Shelley Sykes, whom I told you about the vegan cooking show. We've talked about the coronavirus. If you have any questions or comments, uh, please leave them here. If you're on YouTube, if you're on another platform, you can go to YouTube and find us. Because we really feel that this is an important episode. There is a lot of panic and whatnot. And all you could do is the best that you can do. You know, protect yourself and really strongly consider ditching the dairy, ditching the animal meat 
ditching anything that has animal products in it and ditching anything that, you know, is dirty, right? <laughs> Which, you know, there's a lot, what we're talking about, what we don't want to engage in, we're not even talking morally. I mean, you know, that's a whole separate thing, but yeah. like, there is a lot of infection that is involved with all the things that we refrain from. And we're not sorry that we refrain from them because there's other pleasant things that we can eat and we can do, right? Yeah, we, it, it all ties together about being clean in many ways, you know, uh, clean with what you put into your body, clean with your, your psychology, mental health, clean physically and, and being celibate. It's, it's all about being clean and pure, and I like that. That's why I'm chastity. That's why I became, one of the reasons I became vegan, because, you know, I thought, well, I haven't been eating meat for five years. Let me get rid of that unclean, fatty, like, dairy and whatnot. And then I saw how dairy was made and how, you know, the cow couldn't even stand up, and I thought, this is the way to go. And although I've slipped <clears throat> a few times, you know, not buying it, but, um, and I'm sorry about that, you know, I've been very, very, very good since 2006, you know, so I just hope that I've been able to make a difference in people's lives. And, you know, if you do slip, just get back up, you know, don't say, oh, I, you know, forget it now. No, 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 no. We don't want to do this to the animals because we are animals. We have families, feelings, friends, and faces. And that's all I want to say. All right. I guess that's all about it. So goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Until next time, stay safe.